Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Thank you for joining me. Good to be here today. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome to KJV Cafe. Today we are speaking about Christ's resurrection for our justification. Romans 4 verses 17 through 25 details this idea of Christ dying for our sins and being raised again for our justification. Let's dive right in here. Romans 4, 17 through 25. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. This here in Romans 17 is uh, Romans 4, 17 is dealing with Abraham. Verse 18, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that, What he had promised, he was able also to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. So we see here, Jesus Christ was delivered for our offenses, our sin. And he was raised again for our justification, to make us whole, to make us just in front of God. In fact, Romans 5.1, beautiful verse. This will be the next verse, actually, because Romans 4 ends at verse 25, and then Romans 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're reconciled to God. We have peace with God. And, you know, when I was bridging Romans 4 and Romans 5 together in my notes as I was preparing for this message, I realized that the chapters in this Bible, our King James Bible, as I understand it, were added later. Amen. They're added later. So that's why you can have a verse like 25, who was delivered for our offenses, raised again for our justification. And then you can have a new chapter, quote unquote, and it says, therefore, as in, you know, well, what was there for? I mean, if you don't have something before that they're for. So uh, sometimes it's good to just kind of mash those chapters up together and uh, include both, not not leave one out or the other. I always like getting context for the verse uh, that we use here on KJV Cafe. Context is in what does it mean in the Bible? What does it mean uh, now, you know, today? And what does it mean to us personally? Amen. I learned that one from Adrian Rogers. I thought that was a good study tip. And so we try to take that approach here. You know, what does it mean in the Bible? Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
So if we're justified by faith, right, as Abraham was justified, I love this verse, uh, verse 21 of Romans 4, and being fully persuaded, this is Abraham, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, what God had promised, he was able to perform, God would be able to perform. Are we fully persuaded today that what God has promised us, he's able to perform? You know, we should be, amen. We should be fully persuaded that what God has promised us through his word, sometimes I call it his program, amen. Through God's program, through his word, he's able to do what he says he's going to do. Because what he's saying in his word, if we read God's word clearly and fully and wholly, we see it's all about Jesus Christ. And we see that God himself provided the only salvation we could ever need, the only salvation that we will ever need, the only salvation possible for us to be saved from hell. God provided himself through the person of Jesus Christ, who is God the Son, that when we accept what he did on the cross, when we believe on him, when we realize our sin nature, right? It's easy to say, oh yeah, Christ died on the cross for somebody. It's much harder to say Christ died on the cross for my sin, for me. Hey, I've told this story before and what the heck, I'll tell it again. Spent some years, little old church. When I first moved down to the area, moved down to Kings Mountain, went to a little old church and this preacher would rear back and spit and scream and yell and wasn't exactly how I preach, but at that time I hadn't even been called to preach. I was saved. I was backslid. Maybe I was more backslid than I knew. And I'd sit in there and say, man, he's really preaching to these people. There, there's some awful sinners in here. They really need to hear this. I'm glad it's not me. And then as time went on, I realized my own uh, depravity, my own nature, my own sin, my own need uh, for Jesus in a much more real light. And yet I, I had believed on him. I believe I was saved in my early 20s and, and I was publicly baptized and all that. I believe it. I believe that was when I was saved. Only God knows. But as that preaching went on, which was some years later, some seven or eight years later, if my math's correct, uh, it took me a while to understand that, you know what? It was my offense that brought the Lord to the cross. It was my sin nature. It was my imperfection. And then when he was raised again, he was raised again for my justification. That's why the Bible says that we are new in Christ, that we are dead with our sins. We're dead with Christ as he died on the cross, and we are risen again. We are new creatures in Christ, and behold, the old things have passed away. Look, we need to realize our sin nature. We need to realize our offense, and we need to realize our need for justification before God. As Romans 5.1 points out, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. So we're justified by faith in Christ. Now, how do we have peace through God? It's through our Lord Jesus Christ. And how is that through Jesus Christ? Because the way that God would have it, he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross, that when we accept him as Savior and Lord for his finished work on the cross, and we recognize his miraculous resurrection three days later, that he walked the earth 40 days and 40 nights and ascended up, uh, to the Father is at the right hand of the Father today when we recognize that finished work on the cross that God did through Jesus Christ, we are justified by our faith, not by our works, not by our pedigree, not by our good deeds, not by what we think. You know, I like to think positive. I mean, uh, my mom loved a book, I think it was called The Power of Positive Thinking, and I believe the author went to the same college I went to, and my mom would talk about that. Well, like, we can think positive all day long. At the end of the day, it's not what we think. 
I was in that church house thinking I, I somehow could justify myself. In the Bible, there's uh, that, that, that man that asked Jesus, who is his neighbor wanting to justify himself? We can't justify ourselves. We can't justify ourselves. We are, uh, as without God, uh, we can do nothing good. We are uh, evil, sinful creatures. We have a sin nature from birth. Ask me, I got three kids. And then I can go back to when I was a kid. And that sin nature is so present but it doesn't go away when we're adults. Adults sometimes I want to act like, especially maybe at the university campus, maybe they're in the corporate uh, tower. They want to act like that somehow that sin went away. It did not go away. It is still there. It is still ever present. And when we, you know, I think that there's sometimes a, a willful ignorance where people say, look, I just want to know, okay, I didn't murder anybody today and I didn't steal from anybody's like I didn't pickpocket anybody. They don't want to realize, hey, what is coveting, right? Paul even wrote that he didn't realize uh, the nature or the depths of sin until he realized what coveting was. Coveting is wanting something you don't have. You know, everybody, uh, I believe, is guilty of this. And, and you know, what is adultery? Lusting after someone even with your eyes. It means if you're looking around, you'll... Uh, deal with that. I remember a pastor at the church I was saved at many years ago. It was in a college town. And he just said very frankly that when he was driving, he had to be really careful because there's young young women there running around and so forth, going exercising. And he couldn't look to the side of the road. And I laughed because I, I thought that to be true. You know, you can't, you can't even look around sometimes. We all have sin natures. That's the pastor. And that church was a very large church. Amen. What does that mean? I don't know. It means that there's a lot of people there. Okay. And so we have, oh, that's what it means. It means that he had a PhD and yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He was a uh, well-to-do preacher there in the sense that he had gone through all of the seminary and stuff. He said that he had sin in him. We could all agree. We all do. Okay. The only one that never did was Jesus Christ. And because he never had any sin and he went to the cross willingly, obedient to the father, you understand that he's God, the son, he is perfect. He has all knowledge. He has all power. He could call the legions of angels down. Look, he could, he, he didn't have to go. You know, a lot of depictions make it look like that Christ was arrest, arrested, quote unquote, and brought to a trial. It was a, it was an arrest he didn't have to take part in. He could have spoken a word and they'd all fall down dead. In fact, when they go to get him uh, in the garden as he was praying, and uh, they asked who he was, and he spoke it, and they all fell down. That's a picture of Christ's power, amen. But he willingly gave himself through that arrest. He willingly went through that mock trial. He willingly um, did the will of the Father. I know this because Pilate asked him, saying, look, why don't you speak up? I've got the power to, to kill you or to give you life. And, he, and Jesus corrected Pilate and said, you have no power but what my Father has given you. And so God knew that it had to happen. And you get into references to uh, Judas Iscariot, the one that had betrayed him. It always mentions that that had to happen, that that was, that was allowed by God. Okay, God is sovereign. Amen. And so God gave us sinners a way to salvation and to justification through a faith in Christ. It was raised again for our justification. We are saved only by Christ's finished work on the cross. We are justified only by Christ's finished work on the cross. I want you to ask yourself today, how else could you be justified? What could you do to justify yourself before God? There's nothing you can do. And that should be very freeing in the sense that we don't need to earn our way into heaven. We don't need to um, play church. We don't need to have 
a perfect attendance at the church house and a perfect um, record uh, before God of all that we've done here and here. And we've given all this, we've done all that. Why? Because trying to obey the law, trying to be legalistic, it'll always break us. It'll always leave us in a place of discontentment because we can't keep the law. Now, Paul also writes that that's not licensed to sin. And, and, you know, God forbid that we do anything to uh, lessen what Christ had done on the cross for us. We are to live for God, but part of living for God is staying in his word, understanding his principles, his program, and how he called us to be saved by the finished work on the cross. And then when we accept Christ as Savior, and when we turn to the Lord in that regard, we are then justified by our faith. And the example in our scripture in Romans 4 is showing Abraham being justified by his faith. He was justified by believing that God was going to do the miraculous through him and that God was going to create a people through him. And that was going to start with Abram being very old, 100 years old, and Sarah being very old and barren. And it was going to start there where they were going to have a child and how miraculous that was going to be. And Abraham was justified by simply believing. And so what Paul is trying to instruct us here in Romans 4, as I see it, is that we are to simply believe in Christ as our Savior, and we will then be justified before God through our faith in Christ. And that is a very simple belief, yet it's very controversial. Many people want to dispute that, want to think that there's another way to be justified before God, that there is something else we must do. But truly, honestly, all we can do is believe. And when we believe, when we truly believe, then I, then the Holy Spirit enters us and the Holy Spirit gets to work it on us and we get into the word and then we start to serve him and then we start to live for him honestly and holy and We abhor sin and we stay away from sin because we love the Lord. And how did that all start? Through a belief in Christ as our Lord and Savior, through our salvation. And that's how we are justified. And that's what I believe Romans 4 is teaching us about justification. Christ was risen again so that we could be justified. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Take care, God bless, and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119, verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.